1: McGregor vs. Poirier 3 is all set for UFC 264. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. It's the McGregor vs. Poirier rubber match. Get in on the action now. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code TBPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code TBPN. TBPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome to Spurscast episode 619. My name is Paul Garcia and I'm your host here on the Spurscast. Today I'll be joined by Project Spurs founder Michael Delion. In this episode, Mike and I will discuss Kelden Johnson joining Team USA for their exhibition games, a trade rumor, and analyze some of the projected returning starters for the Spurs. Let's go to get started. Mike, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good, man. It's summer, so I feel good about that. Uh, Got vacation coming up pretty soon, so I'm pretty excited. Hopefully the rain will stop, though.
1: Nice, yeah, and for for me, um, you know, it's it's been nice, you know, just to be off as well, you know, s- summer break here. Uh, but you know, uh, as far as following Team USA and, and just the international, I really wasn't going to watch too much of it. But now that Keldon Johnson's been promoted to the Team USA for their for their exhibition games, it looks like I, I have something on my schedule this this coming week to, to keep an eye on those games to monitor how Keldon does uh, with Team USA. So let's first begin there, Mike, uh, with the latest news. Um, so on Friday, uh, you know, it was announced that, that Keldon Johnson will be promoted uh, along with Darius Garland from the Cavs and Sadiq Bay from the Pistons. The, the three of them who are on the select team, they're going to be promoted to Team USA for the exhibition games. And the reason for that is because uh, some, of the, some of the Team USA players um, who are currently in the NBA Finals. Uh, uh, that's Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton. So, again, they're not on Team USA for the Olympics, but right now they're just going to be there with them for their exhibition games that they have this coming week because they have five of them coming up. So Team USA does play Saturday versus Nigeria, then Monday versus Australia, Tuesday versus Argentina, Friday again versus Australia and then Sunday versus Spain. So, Mike, what do you think about this uh, news that Kelden, you know, at least is going to get a chance here uh, with Team USA to, to, to play in these, some of these exhibition games?
0: Yeah, that definitely changes things for me at least. At least, you know, what I'll be looking for and hoping to to see now. I wasn't as interested in it as I am now. And now I can just see Kelden. And obviously, he's mm-hmm. kind of made a name for himself. He stood out because there's actually some pretty talented players on that select team. I mean, aside from the ones that, um, you know, that we talked about, I mean, Miles Bridges is there as well. Tyler Hero. I mean, um, there's there's a lot of very talented players that are on that that team. They could have named, you know, any number. But uh, for him to be along that list of players is uh, something for sure. So I'll be interested to see kind of where he's at now compared to like where he left off at the end of the season
1: hmm And for me, it's kind of like a, a, a copycat answer of last week, what I said, um, you know, when, when they first announced that he was at least going to be on the select team. Uh, uh, it's just that, you know, I, I really want to see what position, um, you know, Coach Pop uses in him now that he's going to be on this team. Now, again, I, I don't think that he's going to get a lot of playing time um, unless, you know, unless it's like, you know, fourth quarter and, and Team USA has a, a pretty good lead on a team. Or if maybe since, you know, some of these are back-to-backs, maybe, you know, they do rest some of their some of their main players on Team USA. So I really feel like the minutes are going to go first first to the, to the guys that are on the national team already. And then, you know, if, if there's a, a, a big, comfortable margin and, uh, of a lead, then I think Coach Pop will will put in Kelden and some of these younger players. And so, yeah, like I said, if Kelden does get minutes and when he does, I do want to see where, where does Coach Pop pl- place him? Does he put him at the four like he does with the Spurs? Or, you know, does he does he put him like at a two or a three? Because, you know, on that team, you know, his 6'6 six, six, um, height, you know, is going to be a little bit different uh, with the different teammates he has compared to San Antonio. So that's that's kind of what I'm interested to see is, is what he does when he's out on the court and what positions uh, Coach Pop puts him uh, in with, with different teammates now that he's not, um, you know, on the Spurs for this for this coming week instead. He's going to be playing with Team USA. So, yeah, that's really interesting for Kelden and a good opportunity for his development, you know, as, as he's only going to be entering his third year here in the NBA. All right, Mike. Our other our other news. Uh, it's more so a, a rumor. Um, there's a Derek White and Dejounte Murray trade rumor going around, uh, per Zach Harper of the Athletic in his latest mock draft. You know, he wrote about each team, and uh, he, he basically talked about first, uh, you know, who, who they should take in in, the, in their draft in terms of the mock, and then he asked uh, he had a question was you know is, is there going to be a trade possible? And then for the Spurs, he added this, and I'll, I'll read fully what he wrote. He said, "While it seems unlikely the Spurs would move their pick, keep an eye on them being active with the trade machine around the draft." The Spurs have to figure out where they want to be as a franchise and what their plan is moving forward. They're kind of stuck in the middle right now. Murray and Derek White could both be gettable according to league sources. So then on um, Friday, you know, when this came out, it was a lot of, um, you know, just a lot of, of articles, um, you know, aggregation where it was just saying gettable Derek, Derek White, DeJounte Murray, gettable. I even saw DeJounte trending, not not on not on the full, um, you know, top um, uh, uh, United States uh, trending Twitter, but I did see his, his name trending in, in the NBA section of Twitter. So, um, you know, this is obviously getting a lot of people riled up with, with the comments and things like that. So and, and, and it's kind of cool to see that a lot of other t- fan bases do want these players uh, a lot of I saw Dejounte as Murray mentioned by a lot of teams you know Lakers fans and different other um, teams that were, were like oh if Dejounte available they should try to go get him so what what are your thoughts on this rumor that came out
0: yeah I mean it's funny it's, it's something I normally would dismiss, but I know Zach pretty well and I know that he's pretty serious about making sure that his sources are pretty reliable and um, so it's interesting the only thing is you know they both they just extended both of these players mm-hmm. so you would think, you know, that's the decision they made on the future. So, you know, it, it's interesting. It's it's one that we've talked about a lot, like, on Twitter this this uh, weekend. I just think it would be... Uh, some of the things that have been, like, proposed have been a little crazy, like, uh, uh, for different picks and things like that. I'm just like, I don't think you get enough value back in a pick if you trade. Uh, like, DeJount, like, for one, DeJounte is because he's he's become a leader. And, you know, aside from replacing what he does on the floor, but replacing that part of it, now that the future is kind of uncertain, with, we don't know what's going to happen with DeRozan, the, the obviously, Aldridge isn't around anymore, so you kind of need a leader. And um, so that'd be hard. And then, you know, Derek White just didn't get a chance to show a lot this year because of all of his, uh, you know, uh, injuries and with, mm-hmm. uh, everything else going on. But obviously they see enough in him to, you know, to commit to him long term. So, yeah. But then at the the other side, to me, is thinking they have so many guards, and it's like mm-hmm. you kind of wonder if when they're gonna if, if they're gonna have to make a hard decision about some of these guys at some point in the future. So I mean, it's just interesting. I don't think it'll happen uh, unless they they are able to move to a spot that's kind of like fail safe. At this point, mm-hmm. they have to bring in somebody that is really you expect to make an immediate impact, and I don't know if they'd be. Um, That kind of package would be available right now
1: yeah and so so my thoughts This kind of goes back to last week too when i talked to colin and we had a question about you know who's untradable, who's not who, who's, who's 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 you know who's untradeable and, and who's very tradable right now and me and colin were basically like you know this this almost like it feels like the entire roster you know if if the right package came along for a certain player or maybe a pick you know they can move any of these players because again there's no you know actual all-star right now on this team where you know even even the young players you know they're all developing players and we don't know for sure that we can't say within two years this player is going to be an all-star you know, there's just we don't see that trajectory right now from from all these players on the roster. So yeah, I I just feel like that kind of Makes sense, and then what you said there with the contracts, you know, they're they're both very team friendly, not not team friendly, but you know, their contracts are very good to be tradable. You know, it was like what fourteen, fifteen million in that range for both these players. So yeah, it's definitely there, and and then you see the value that that a lot of you know, like I said earlier, you know, a lot of fan bases would like those players on their team, and so yeah, so so we do see that you know, you know, the Spurs you mentioned here, and and you're right, you know, they have to figure out kind of what Zach wrote there was like, you know, what are they? They're almost like stuck here where like they're they're gonna yes, they can see where these these players um you know you know develop into. But again, there's no like right now, there's no path where it looks like these players are headed to like an all NBA level where you can like build your franchise around a player. So that's why, like, it was very interesting that last week, um, Colin and I discussed, um, you know, Ben Simmons because in a trade scenario, just because Ben's already like that, that made all star for you, and then you can start building around him. So, so yeah, it's just interesting to see. And, and I think that, yeah, this because of where we don't know exactly where this franchise is going, um, you know, this coming off season, you know, we could see multiple players' names being mentioned, um, you know, in, in different um, tra- trade rumors and things like that. So, yeah, it wasn't too surprising to see then, like I said, I think almost everyone is, is probably um, you know able to, to if the right deal came along. I think the Spurs could look at making making a trade for any of these players just because there's no like actual you know all star currently on the roster. All right, so now now Mark our arm, you know our our last topic here. It's not really a topic. It's more so we're just going to uh, do a little discussion here. Where so uh, as Spurscast listeners know, you know we've been we've been mentioning this um, this new site we've been working with called Profit X. Um, you know especially to, that they're really good about giving uh, providing um, ca- uh, ca- uh, salary projections for for players' contracts. So that's what we've been discussing the last two or three weeks here on Project Spurs. And so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do today uh, is we're going to um you know just take a look at their, at their different um, AI models and see you know some different things that that their that their site features. And then what I really want to do is focus. On the, on the starters for the Spurs, the players that that played last year that are returning for sure. We think as long as the trade doesn't happen here, so those players we're going to focus on in our t- in our discussion today. Spurs cast, This is our Dejounte Murray, uh, Derek White, Keldon Johnson, and Jakob um, Purtle. And again, I, I didn't include DeRozan because he is a free agent. We don't know if he's returning to the team. I also didn't include Lonnie Walker the fourth because I know that he was a starter for a little bit of part of last season. But again, when the team was fully healthy, it was Derek White who was a starter uh, at the two there. So before we begin this discussion, um, you know, we do want to say that Profit X is a dynamic financial and performance index powered by artificial intelligence with front office optics displaying 17 visual and time series models for 400 plus, 480 plus NBA athletes. The Athlodex models historical, dynamic, and future performance data to monitor and project insights on contracts, performance, injuries, team fit, development, and potential. Uh, You can follow them on Twitter at at Profit X AI and also on Instagram. So let's begin, Mike, with some of the, some of these uh, different projections that Profit X features. So uh, let's begin with Dejounte Murray. So uh, according to their to, to, to their um, you know their models, they do say that you know some of his best combinations uh, you know t- on the court are are playing alongside Keldon Johnson, uh, Jakaperto, and Lucas Simonich. You know, according to their model, he did play like a starter this past season with the production he brought from to the Spurs, and he also projects to be an impact starter in the next two seasons. They do see um, all three of his skills, um, you know, improving this coming season. His offense, his defense, and his playmaking are all projected to improve in the next two seasons. Um, His top areas of growth this past season, according to their model, were in the mid range. Of course, we saw that uh, very evidently. Uh, Defensive rebounding, he got even better. Working in isolation, um, his pick and drive and and his drives to the basket. (laughs) Thank you. The <laughs> cat the projected areas of improvement they see for him are the pull-up three next season, the right corner three, fast-break scoring, the catch-and-shoot three, the fast-break scoring. I already mentioned that. And then the pick-and-drive in the mid-range. He could actually get better on those two areas as well. And they have a cool thing where basically they look at they look at an athlete's um, skill set, and they say, you know, where else, if that player wasn't with their current team, where else, what are the the, the next five teams that would best suit that athlete in terms of imp- adding them to their team, those teams? And th- th- these are the top five teams that, w- that would fit with DeJounte if he wasn't with the uh the toronto raptors the trailblazers the bucks the thunder and the rockets so i know that's a lot of information mike take whatever you want from, from that information
0: i mean it, it's it's pretty interesting I, I the one thing that kind of threw me was the the mary uh Simonich, uh combo just because uh, i guess i didn't take enough note of that and then see how they play together the the kelden one for sure it makes a lot of sense to me um yeah i mean i feel like he's about to get to, you know, I felt like he was almost there, and he's last season was about him getting back after the injury, and, and mm-hmm. you know, that time, if, and getting back to where he had been, I guess, and now I think this season's kind of like one of those seasons where we might be able to see a little bit more, if he's able to get that that uh, three-point shot and, and hit that with some regularity, I think that's, uh changes a lot for him, because then that makes him kind of a dual threat where he can, you know, drive where he can pull up and shoot that three, kind of what we see out of, like, uh, Chris Paul sometimes um, a lot, especially in the finals, and, um, you know, that would be really cool to, to see from him faster exploring as well. I mean, if he can, um, it, it's really going to be, like, decision-making, and he's, he seems to have done a pretty good job of that, and it, those are just areas that I think are kind of natural improvement areas for him, especially in the position he plays. The whole team fit thing is really interesting to me because, I mean, I can totally see Raptors and the style they play. Bucks having another long uh, limbed uh, defender that can also get some offense and lose the ball around t- totally makes sense to me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely interesting and I'm kind of it's another player I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, that it seems like this next year is going to be kind of like the next step for him. we're going to see exactly what kind of player um he can become
1: yeah, for sure. And I think, um, you know, one interesting thing there is like, you know, it, again, it says that he played like a starter of the production he brought this past year. Uh, he did that. But then the, the next two seasons, they see him more so as an impact starter. So I think that's interesting because, again, when we go back to that rumor about the trade, well, then again, like I kind of like what I was saying was like, you know, we don't know exactly if, if there's a current Spurs player who's, who's projected to be an all-star uh, out of the group that they have right now. And so, again, if, if you see that and you see two, in two years, you know, he's just going to be an impact starter. Again, you know, maybe again, you might want to look if you're the organization at, at moving, if, that, if that's the case. And And just kind of what you just said there, you know, I I saw a lot of those growth areas as well this this past year. And then, of course, we know that, you know, a big thing that they focus on in terms of his development is going to be that three-point shot. And so that's what we see, the pull-up three, the catch three. Uh, And then also, you know, getting out on the break and things like that. So, yeah, those are very interesting. And, again, just just to see those team fits, you know, who knows if, you know, we see more trade rumors. Maybe some of those teams um, get involved knowing that, you know, they fit DeJounte's skill set best. All right, let's move on to our next player here. And this is Derek White. Um, you know, um, uh, one thing I want to say, though, uh, there, there's one thing. There's another model thing that they have called the system versus star player model. And so what it does is basically if, 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 if they code you as a system player, it means that you're, you're reliance on uh, you, you, you rely on the team style of play to, to get a lot of your production, whereas a star player. Um, that that means that the team adapts to your skill set is is what they define it as. And so whenever you look, like let's just say you look at Demar Derozan, we see more so they code him as a star player because you know a lot of, a lot of the team adapts to his skill set. And um, you know and for the rest of the Spurs players we're going to talk about they're all they, they often that system um, you know kind of projection. But what's interesting is Derek White, you know who we're moving on to next, actually showed flashes when you look at his data for this past season. He aside from Demar Derozan, he was the only other Spur who who it didn't just say system you know um, uh, type type of player. It actually said so. Uh, uh, he he shows flashes of playing like a star player where basically the Spurs uh, team in certain games their their team adapted to his skill set uh, and so his his best uh, combinations um, you know I'm not going to mention it does say Trey Lyles but it, you know, and we didn't see him play too much this past season he's probably going to yeah. be gone from the team but you know he fits well against uh, alongside Jakub Pertl and also Samonich comes out on on, on, on uh, playing well against uh, Derek White as well um, they, they they basically say that last season even though he was hurt Derek played like an impact starter already this past season and he is projected to play like a starter in the next two years uh, they see him making improvement in his playmaking and defense um, are projected to grow the most this coming offseason I mean this coming season uh, his top uh, areas of growth this past season where he really improved were in the pick and drive the pick and roll um, that the right three pointer the drive to the basket isolation and center three pointer the areas where, where they see him improving even more next season are steals the center three-point line uh, pick and roll pull-up three-pointers, putbacks, fast-break scoring, and drive to the basket. And if Derek wasn't with the Spurs, they see, uh, and again, this is interesting because his name was in trade rumors, they see that the top five fits for him um, in terms of adding his skill set would be the the Boston Celtics, the Chicago Bulls, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Kings, and the Suns. Uh, So, again, that's a lot of information there. Take whatever you want from that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of makes the point where it's just a shame that he didn't get to play full season because he did play, like, so much better. I mean, he made a leap in, uh, what is his so was that, like, year four for him. And, I mean, his his mm-hmm. points were up. I mean, he averaged a block per game. Uh, so for, like, a point guard or just, you know, uh, any kind of guard, a block game is uh, a pretty good number right there. And so I just think that it's it's one of those things that next year I think we're going to get to see – a lot more of him. And I mean, I, I think we started to see the defense grow a little bit last year. A lot of people think he is the first sort of best defender already. Um, and so if that continues to improve, uh, you know, for him to become kind of a lockdown type of guy on the perimeter would be big, especially for those first who have had trouble on the perimeter and, 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 you know, uh, you know, stopping the two point shot and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's another one where it's it, this this year was kind of didn't get to show, or he didn't get to really show en- enough. But if you actually take a deeper dive into when he did play, which is I think like thirty-seven games, uh, you know everything looked good
1: yeah and so i think what you just mentioned there at the beginning was the biggest you know hindrance is, is just a, you know when, when, one thing that profit x also does is they look at injuries and so almost every spurs player looks like you know they don't have any injury issues but derek is one of the only players who has the concerning part because of his all the foot injuries he's had over the last few years and so i think that's the biggest hindrance for him is that if he doesn't make this growth it's because again he's dealing with injuries and so that's something to watch is hopefully that he he, he he has he has a good healthy season so he can actually you know continue out there on the court because he continues to have different um, lower leg injuries uh these last few years so so hopefully you know derek can can really improve there in that area, and so yeah, I, I agree with you too. I um, mean, you know on a lot of things you said there, and and in the areas that he made uh, um, development and growth, and and again, just seeing him, it would be good to see you know what he does for an entire full season, especially even if Demar Derozan leaves, to see him become even more of a, of a playmaker and see see where his where his where his skill set improves even more in that area of the floor. All right, the next starter let's move on to is Kelden Johnson. Um, you know, they have uh, as his best teammate combinations last season were um, Kelton and Rudy, Rudy Gay, uh, Kelton and DeJounte Murray, and then Kelden and Derek White, which are, you know, two players that are also starters with him. Uh, this past season, he did play like a starter according to the production he brought according to their model, and he also projects to be a starter in the next two seasons. So so they do see him being a starter uh, on, on the next two years. Um, he also, he, he's projected to improve on offense, defense, and playmaking in, in the next two years. Uh, his biggest areas of growth this past season according to their model, where defensive rebounding, driving to the basket, um, fast break scoring, offensive rebounding, putbacks, pick and roll and mid-range. Uh, his his areas of improvement is coming off uh, in the next two years are in defensive rebounding, fast break scoring, drive to the basket, offensive rebounding, putbacks, and pick and roll. And if he wasn't with the Spurs, the, the best teams they think would fit his skill set would be the Denver Nuggets, the Clippers, the Cavaliers, the Suns, and the 76ers. What do you want to say about Kelton?
0: I just think it's interesting where they... they you know, they talked about so much, like, you know, that, you know, the top growth areas, I mean, it just lists so many things, but then where they see projected improvement, they see his, I mean, to me that tells me a lot about his potential where they see so much Mm -hmm. more growth there. And it seems like he's, I mean, you could call this year kind of a breakout year, but I mean, it's not like he was playing behind so many players and he was um, not like a first, second, or probably even third option. Uh, so for him to go and get what he got uh was pretty pretty big and so I think um, it, it just sh- it just shows you know how much uh growth is still there for him and he's still you know very young uh, so I, th- I think that's the player right now that Spurs fans are probably most excited about.
1: Yeah, exactly. And again, I, I didn't see it right there in the projected improvement areas. Of course, the, the shootings going to be an, an issue because, you know, that's one of the areas where, where defense has really kind of fi- figured him out a lot of times where they would kind of back off of him and, and leave him open for those wide open threes if he didn't have the ball in his hands. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see if if maybe the Spurs give him, again, again more, more opportunity to be on the ball and kind of try to create for himself or others um, rather than just keeping him out there on the three-point line in, in the event that he doesn't have the ball in his hands. So, so I think that's where a lot of their model comes from is maybe they see an improved, um, you know, just more so ball handling and, and his arsenal coming forward in, in this next season. All right, the last player um, we want to discuss is, uh, you know, last starter whose expected return is um, Yaga Pertl. And, and, again, some of these combinations are a little bit different because the players, you know, didn't get a lot of minutes. So, so the, the best team fits for him were, were, were Pertl and Gorgie Jang, according to their model, Pertl and Rudy Gay, and then Pertle and Derek White. Um, you know he played uh, according to, to their model he did play like a starter this past season with the production however because he is getting older um, I think he's gonna be 26 coming into this next year they do project him his production to go down so so again this is just a model this doesn't mean it's gonna happen but they do see because of his age uh, that and, and because you know he he, does, he doesn't have a lot of areas to really grow in terms of his like offensive skill set I would say um, he doesn't pro- he actually projects to be more like a bench player according to their to their data and their model in the next two years so that'll be something interesting to watch um, his top growth areas he made this past season were in offensive rebounding, blocks, putbacks, defensive rebounds, steals, fast break scoring in the mid-range uh, with those long jump jump hooks that he takes. Uh, his projected improvement areas, um, you know, in the event that he were to add any three-point shot, that would obviously make a um, remarkable improvement for him. Um, steals, isolation scoring, uh, fast break scoring, and offensive rebounding. If Pirtle wasn't with the Spurs, his, his next best five teams that would fit his skill set would be the Miami Heat, the Rockets, the Magic, the Cavaliers, and the Hawks. So what, what do you want to say about Pirtle?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those things that he's going to be entering his like sixth season. But mm-hmm. if you look at it, I mean, he averaged career highs in points, rebounds, mm-hmm. blocks, uh, assists, just about everything he was in you know, his career year for him. Uh, so, but again, age plays a, a factor for sure. And it's like you said, you, you don't know how much, you know, what his ceiling is. At this point, you know, I'm not sure. I don't see him becoming a three point shooter. So yeah, me too. I don't mm-hmm. see that as part of his game. He just doesn't seem comfortable um, out out there. So I hope you wonder why watch for sure because I mean he was another player again that they just recently. Um, I, I think they just extended him last year, right?
1: Yeah, this past offseason. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, so that that that'll be interesting, especially because a lot of play, a lot of. The players that have been rumored have been kind of like four or five type players that the uh, uh, you know the Spurs could target.
1: Yeah, for sure. So again, you know, it was just again those are just models. They're not. It doesn't mean that the, that the players are all going to do these things in these next two years. Whether, um, you know, they could actually they could go beyond these models and end up being you know maybe make, making that that big leap forward uh, for them, or they could even you know not play as well, and so maybe they don't even hit the, those those marks. So again, these are just models. It's something we just want to discuss. You know, looking at some of the different features that ProfitX um, provides uh, if you do sign up for an account with them. And and it, and again, it is the off season. There's not a lot going on with the Spurs right now. So aside from those two things that we discussed at the beginning of the episode. So uh, don't forget to visit ProjectSpurs.com. Um, you know, the draft is coming up here on July 29th, and Benjamin Bornstein is getting you prepared. So he continues to provide these, um, write up these these uh, prospect watches. And his latest one was on Kessler Edwards uh, by Ben Bornstein. Um, I've also been doing weekly free agent pieces of the, of the upcoming Spurs free agents. So the first one I did was uh, two weeks ago on DeMar DeRozan. This last one, um, this current week was on Rudy Gay. And, and they, they just tell you basically how the player played this past season. And then they also give some contract pro- projections and whether or not the Spurs um, should bring that player back. And then also, um, I've, I've continued to update our 2021 draft prospects board and again on there you can see exactly um you know wh- where um uh, uh draft picks are projected to go and, and i highlight exactly if they're going to end up at 12th or, or 41st which are the two uh, picks for the spurs if they're projected to end up there on different mock drafts i also have some different stats um that, I, that i've added to the to the board and one of the cool ones that, that i looked at was I, I looked at you know what what last year out of last year's free agent class. Um, not for aging, a rookie class that came in. You know how, how well did they shoot from their college or international three compared to to how they ended up in the NBA? And I saw that it was it was about a one to five percent um, drop basically. So that's that's basically what I, what I make I make a projection on their shooting from currently with their college team or international team, and then see exactly where where it projects to end up at the NBA level. And then we also have um, you know any any players that either interviewed with the Spurs or worked out for the Spurs pre-draft. Um, we're, we're making sure to note that on that draft prospect sports, So make sure you check that out if you get a chance. All right, thanks again to Mike for co- for joining me here on the spurs cast and for mixing and producing this episode from all of us at project spurs stay safe and have a great day